Hey, it's Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach, and thank you for coming back for another episode of Macro Social Work Your Way. Be sure to connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram at the underscore MSW coach, Facebook at the MSW coach, and on LinkedIn as Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach. This is going to be a great episode. Hey, it's Marthea, the MSW coach, and I am back again for another episode of my podcast, Macro Social Work Your Way. But real quick, this is not a regular Macro Social Work Your Way episode where I'm bringing on a guest who is, you know, someone who enrolled in my program. This person is someone that I know in my real life. I love her. I adore her. I'm a fan of her. And so I really wanted to create um, a time and space to talk about some of the people in my personal life who have worked with me for career coaching, because there's a lot of power in their stories and in their career journeys of making the shift into um, more impactful roles where they are really maximizing their talents, experience, and skills. And so today, I have the pleasure of bringing on my good friend and actually my former supervisor in my case management job. Many of you who maybe been listening to my episodes, I've talked a lot about her. I just don't say her name and about how supportive she's been on my career journey from being a case manager with 120 plus caseload to being a macro social worker. And so today I virtually introduce you all to my good friend, Sharika White. Hi, Sharika. Introduce yourself to the Hi. <laughs> So Sharika is also the person, one of the people that I always tell you all about, like how my friends are Virgos and they are just natural networkers. But for whatever reason, Sharika likes to pretend that she's an introvert, but she <laughs> is the number one networker in the world. She's the one that I always talk about um, who we took the personality assessment in our case management work and her top response was um that she was a woo and I remember like saying what is that because it was so rare I think she was the only person in our organization that had that result and it was basically people who are naturally like who never meet a stranger and that is the epitome of Sharika White. So I tried to glean as much from her as possible and like working on my networking skills. So I'm bringing Sharika um, because I really want her to share with you all like what her career life was looking like before working with me and after working with me. So Sharika, tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself and your educational background um, and, and, and what you've done in your career life. Hi, everyone. I'm Sharika White. My background includes serving um, in human resources and workforce development. I've done that for over 20 years. Um, my educational background, I attended Florida A&M University. I received my bachelor's in agriculture science, specifically food science, and then went right into my master's program. Um, a master's of public health, um, specifically behavior science and health education. Um, currently, 
I serve as a policy consultant and I also teach Zumba. I love Zumba and sharing my love for dance with others and just showing them make and do it and get through that um, goal. So I'm focused on that and I love it. How could I forget about Zumba in my introduction? (laughs) (laughs) So if you follow me on Instagram, the underscore MSW coach, if you don't follow me, you need to be there. That's home base for me. I shared several months ago pictures of me in Sharika's wedding. But if you all knew the conversations we had leading up to that point, because she was going to have her wedding like right before COVID happened. I may be wrong on the dates, but it was around that time. And Sharika had this whole big plan to make everybody that was in her bridal party wear Zumba gear and do like a whole routine. Now, fun fact. I'm a good friend of Sharika, but I don't really attend the Zumba classes because like I share on on Instagram, I'm not a dancer. I don't naturally like have rhythm. So the times that I've gone to Sharika's Zumba classes, I'm always like 15 beats behind the people. So I say that to say like Sharika is really hardcore Zumba. Um, And so that just leads to, that's a great segue because Sharika is very passionate about all things health and nutrition. So she talked about her background and where she, where her joys are. And so I just wanted to like put a pin in that and give a reminder to whoever is listening to this podcast about something that I always say about you can blend large scale work social change, social impact work with your passions, right? You don't have to make the pivot in your career and do things that um, you did in your front-facing case management roles. You really can reinvent yourself and blend what you love. So thank you, Sharika, for sharing that. I forgot all about the wedding and, and all of the things that she wanted us to do, but that just proves how hardcore she is. So Sharika, can you talk a little bit about um, your social service job? Because Sharika, just in all transparency, did not come through my group career coaching program. Of course not. She's my friend. So I work with her one-on-one, but it's like a whole story about how we even got to that point. We're going to share that a little later. But can you really give them a good picture of like what you did day to day in your social service, case management, supervisory job? So I served in case management for approximately nine or 10 years. Um, I started off serving one specific program and then I was like, I would like to learn more. So I began learning another program and another program. And then I was promoted to a supervisor position serving six to nine team members. And then later I was promoted to a compliance specialist, a regional compliance specialist um, serving three counties and helping those staff and clients with whatever they needed on a day-to-day being a counselor, a teacher, a trainer, a motivational speaker, making them able to set goals and achieve those goals. 
Um, sometimes it was a lot and we talk a lot about compassion fatigue and case management, but a lot of times you bear those same concerns that your clients may bear and it became a little overwhelming at times, but I love the work I did every day, but it was a lot of emotional stress um, associated with that. So you just made a great point about loving the work that you did, right? I'm hearing that a lot, um, a lot lately from social workers that say, I love, I love doing the work and working with the people. It's just that I'm tired. Or like you said, the emotional strain of it all, the compassion fatigue, the listening to the hard stories when you are going through things of your own. Um, I made a post recently on my Instagram page about like prioritize you first. There's many instances where we work with the public and we're coming to work dealing with our own personal issues while we're helping our, our participants, our clients work through the same things. And you have to back burner your, your situation to address there. So most definitely um, you can love the work, but still prioritize you and know that it's time to move on to something more. Now, I, I didn't say this in the beginning, but um, when, in my intro about Sharika being my former supervisor, but Sharika is a, a phenomenal supervisor, right? She is the queen of um, training and development, right? So it was not uncommon for us to have weekly team meetings where Sharika had taken the federal law that was over our program and, and created us the how-to guide or a one-pager about what we should be doing in our roles to remain in compliance with state and federal and even regional um, policies and regulations. So it was quick. It, I, I quickly realized like she is she knows how to train people. Like even before we hit record on this podcast, I had to go and edit all of my talking points because I know Sharika White. She wants she needs to be clear about what we're doing and everything needs to be in order um, and, and following a procedure. So I had to type out all my talking points and send them to her. Why am I naming that, right? Because a lot of you all have phenomenal skills that that really need to be, um, that really are needed in macro settings and organizations that are really working to create change for your um, populations and communities. And so one of the skills and the passions of Sharika is that she's top notch at training and development. I, I don't know anyone else that's better than her. Like she will whip together a training so fast, it would make your head spin. As far as me, I, I just want to talk you through the process. But Sharika's going to have aids. She's going to have guides. She's going to have a PowerPoint. And then we're going to have a sit-down discussion. She's going to walk you through it, right? And so these are skill sets. These are transferable skills that are needed in macro organizations. So Sharika, with that point being made, can you, okay, so you enjoy the work, right? But you knew it at some point you knew it was time for you to make a move um, in your career. What was that moment that said, okay, I'm ready to look for something else? And then what was the process of you looking for jobs in different settings before working with me? Um, I was speaking with one of 
I'll say one of my mentors who served as a, a job coach. And I have a human resource background. He has a human resources background. And I wanted a better opportunity, but better opportunity is not always financial is what I learned because your life can take a whole a whole 360 whirlwind and you can forget the money. The money is not always worth it. And that's something that I learned, but um, I was speaking with him before I was making the decision. I was weighing the pros and cons and the pros for me was more income. And initially I think that looked about like 5,000, dollars more but it was actually like fifteen thousand dollars more based off the hours that I put in because um it was a high hourly salary position it was also a management position um so you were getting paid overtime hours um and the company that I was working for they needed you to put in hours and serve in recruitment and and make sure you have the numbers, the people, the people to meet the demand. It was a lot. It was very stressful and it interrupted my work-life balance. So we can, I'm going to go back to what you said originally about your career mentor, because I'm sure I, I've talked about him before on my platforms, Mr. Medlock. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I tell people that Mr. Medlock is my career mentor as well. And um, so Mr. Medlock is someone I've actually shared a picture of um, me and him on my Instagram page. He's someone who has years and years of experience working in Fortune 500 companies and HR departments. He has helped literal hundreds to thousands of people in our city get jobs, right? Because um, also another part, an added layer to Sharika and I working together on the front lines. When I was there, um, one of those years was 2017. And so, and, and this is just to give you all a little context about where we live. In 2017, the city that we live in, Tallahassee, Florida, was identified to be the most economically segregated city in the nation. I didn't know that working on the front lines. I just knew it was a lot of like me trying to figure out how I could really help my career seekers get jobs so they won't have to come in and out of this program. Um, but it was a few years later that I found that piece of data and it was like, no wonder our job was so hard. No wonder we were you know, seeing the same people decade after decade. So I just really want to give... Um, Mr. Medlock, his flowers, because he is goals for me. Um, and so a second part to what you talked about was the salary. So just to like fill in a little bit there, where did you leave and go from your job at that social service organization? Where did you go? It was a corporation, right? And you were in HR. Yeah. Okay. So Sharika left and went to... Um, an HR job, right? And so I hear a lot of social workers um, say that 
they're going to go get an HR job as a way to escape case management. And my response is, and my response is always based off of Sharika's situation. I never tell them this, but I know firsthand from her situation. My response is always like, well, HR is very like case management adjacent. You're still listening to people and their intimate details, their problems, their issues. You're helping them navigate through life. You're having very hard conversations with them. And then oftentimes it's magnified because you go from serving a, you know, a contained caseload, maybe with 50 to 100 people, to now you're serving hundreds of employees. And so, um, so what you were saying earlier about the salary being more, but it really was kind of offset by the fact that you were on call or required to go in on the weekends. Can you talk a little bit about like what your schedule was like? Um, the, my schedule, it wasn't per say a set schedule. Um, it could change because we had to be available around the clock to serve everyone that included management, employees. It was it was a lot um, to take on, especially if you're trying to focus on your health, sleeping, making sure you get adequate sleep. You don't have a set schedule. You can't necessarily get adequate sleep. And on, on top of that, you may be working long hours you can work up to 12 hours um per day for me that's not necessarily worth my health um so that that was something that kind of got me a little off focus and I became more anxious and it was just not worth it financially in the end um when I looked at that and I know um uh, Marthea had some real conversations with me in regards to that, um, which we can laugh about today, but it was very challenging. Yeah, so Sharika is my good friend. So I talk to Sharika very differently than I do the general public. Um, I can say micro to macro career accelerator participants, they see that side of me because I'm so passionate about people really maximizing their talents and also being where they should be career-wise. And so I remember that day. I, I don't remember who called who. I think Sharika called me and I was sitting in my car outside of um, Lowe's. I think I was going to get a key made or something. And Sharika was like, can you talk for a moment? I was like, yeah, I'm just sitting here. I'm getting ready to go inside and get a key made or something. And um, she was like, I just went on an interview. I said, oh, okay, because I love when my people tell me they went on interviews. I said, oh, you just went on an interview? I said, where was it? And she told me, and I, I was like, oh, <laughs> like the excitement just left my body because I knew the organization or what it was about and that it was heavy um, direct practice. And so I said, well, tell me about the position. And so she told me about the position. I'm still listening. And I was like, uh, well, how did the interview go? And she said, the interview was great. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did they try to hire you on the spot or they were going to hire you like within a few hours? It was something. They called me like two days later, I think. Okay. Okay. So it was two days later. Um, 
And so I was going to say, if it was an offer on the spot, that's that's a glaring red flag, right? <laughs> Run the other way, right? Because I've seen people talk about that. But um, so I remember saying, well, Sharika, you left where we worked together and then you went to the, for the Fortune 500 Corporation and now you want to go back to case management. And it was a major... And I never really asked people about their money, like people in my personal life. It was a major cut, which I knew she, um, I don't think I knew up until then the magnitude of what Sharika was going through with that job. I just knew that she had a very demanding work schedule. And so I think I was like really relaxed in my car. I think I was waiting for the rain to stop and I was leaning back in my seat and I had to lift my seat up because I had to have a heart to heart with my friend on a Wednesday afternoon in the rainstorm. And I was like, you are not going to take an another case management job for a major pay cut like that. I say you have all kind of mortgage and car notes and things to pay for, right? And of course, you all are going to get the abbreviated version. But the decision that she was making in that point in time, like in all seriousness, because she was, her bat was against the wall. And she needed to escape that job, which I've been there and done that before. And I understand that. And so this is why I go so hard to talk to you all about always be um, examining like or being in the know of what other options are out there for you in case you ever need to leave or right away. You should always have an exit plan. So. Um, one thing about Sharika, even though I go on my little tangents, I get on my soapbox, she really will listen. And so we made a appointment. We got on Zoom. Um, I worked with her on job searching and working on her resume. And so can you talk a little bit, Sharika, about what it was like working with me on, on those things? Um. It was great to see a different perspective um, as far as the opportunity to meet. The time was the most challenging opportunity for me because of my schedule. Um, but once we met, um, it was a great opportunity to examine my resume come up with some quantitative things that I've done to make my resume stand out from the rest. Um, as well as just have that real conversation. Okay, this is what you're trying to do, but this is what it looks like on paper. So it was a great opportunity to see what I actually done from a different perspective, give me more confidence in what it is that I was trying to go after and in the end land a position that I have a work-life balance and I'm not stressing out every day when I leave the job. So I'm very, you know, happy about being able to work with you during that time. It completely changed my life. So I'm excited about that and excited to share you know, your platform with anybody I run across that may say they're in social work or they need support in regards to finding another position. I'm quickly, you need to look at the MSW coach, my friend Marthea, 
she is on it. So um, I love that um, I got to share in that opportunity with you. Yes, Sherika is a super fan of the MSW coach. She will send me people's names and numbers at one o'clock in the morning. Sharika, I am asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go back to what you talked about being cha the, the challenge of working with me was around your work schedule, right? Because that's very real for people who want to come through my full group career coaching program, micro to macro, um, the micro to macro career accelerator for social workers is that um, we know at, in case management, our schedules are very demanding. A lot of us are on call. We work 24 seven. Well, not me. I'm not in case management no more, but like, it's very demanding. I know that from the days that I was there. And so that is one of the reasons why I have recently lengthened the time of my program from six weeks to six months. Um, to give people more opportunity to work at their own pace, because I know that life will life. And, um, and so it really gives more opportunity for people to have time with me um, as their career coach, as they make that pivot to social work, um, to macro social work. So thank you for talking about that. So you talked about like, you touched on a little bit about what your work life is currently. Can you share with people what type of work you do now? And are you still serving the public? I currently serve as a policy and training consultant for the state of Florida. Um, it's an awesome opportunity to still work in workforce development, um, but on a larger scale. Um, the customers I do have a chance to work with are usually customers that may call into the customer information center. Um, and that's usually directing an email to the actual um, region. So they're able to reach out to the customer and provide them with the assistance they need. Um, Working with the 24 regions um, in the state of Florida, it's an amazing opportunity to do what I do on a larger scale, um, develop policies and procedures, um, review grants and see about grant opportunities and how grant opportunities can be made available through the program that I serve and being able to continue to change lives for the state of Florida. I love it. Um, just the way you lit up while you talked about it. And again, uh, it's so it connects so closely with your passion outside of work around health and nutrition and the work you do in our community to educate your population about proper diet and exercise, right? So Sharika is not the queen of Zumba just because she is the queen of Zumba because she is passionate about healthy communities, right? So um, she also leads and facilitates like community events where she's edu uh, educating the masses about exercise and proper diet. Ask me how I know because I'm always there on the front row. Um, but 
Yeah. And so she actually is working on building her professional brand around being a go-to expert about health and nutrition. She has a community where she shares resources and tools with them. And again, all of this is outside of her work, right? Outside of her nine to five. And so I'm breaking this down for you all to show like a lot of you are doing things in your personal life that will be perfect for you to do in your macro career lives, right? To really push the narrative a, a lot further and to increase your impact and to get alignment in your career lives. So Sharika, can you talk about like, so when we started working together, I reviewed your resume, I told you all of the things. And so once we finished that process, what began to happen in your job search? Like how long did it take you to start getting interviews? How many interviews did you get? Like, and what were the job offers looking like? I received um, multiple calls for interviews. Um, I think it was approximately three job offers in the two week time period. Um, and again, I had real conversations in regards to all three of those positions with Marcia because she was basically like, Girl, what are you what are you thinking with one of the jobs in particular? Um, but it was great to be able to build up that confidence, have those one-on-one talks. Um, because after the resume um conversation, we did have another one-on-one talk that further helped build my confidence for the interview. Um, and I was able to actually, so that was a great opportunity. Can you repeat that part where you said you were actually, um, it bleeped out for just a moment. So it was a great opportunity. Um, yeah, so you went from only getting job offers for doing like typical case management type things to now getting multiple three job offers in two weeks for um, macro type work where you were working in policy and um, like regulation entities. So I love it. Um, oh, I wanted to talk about this where you said like when you were getting the job interviews and I, and I had those what I call heart to heart conversations with you about um, maybe one of them, I believe. That is what I explain to my career coaching clients, like on day one of being inside of the micro to macro career accelerator is that I'm going to push you with love and care, right? And I always like tell them it's because I really want what is best for you. Right. And so I always come in with that from the moment we start working together because I want you to understand that I am really here to coach you and to help you get to where you want to be and need to be in your career. And so you talking about the confidence piece is huge because 
many people struggle with that due to many different reasons. Like it may be due to career trauma, being passed over for promotions, um, being uh, microaggressions. It could just be due to a multitude of different reasons, having to work two and three different jobs, all of the things and feeling like you didn't make a correct decision with your degree type choice. But um, I really want to say that you can work towards addressing any issues like that by working with someone who can help guide you through the process, right? I am not clinical, so I'm not doing clinical social work, but I can help you from a career development approach by really pointing out and saying, look, this is evidence that you are an expert in this because you did this in your direct practice work. So thank you for talking about that. So, um, you, you share with us about where you're working now and how you enjoy it. Also, I wanted to just like highlight the fact that Sharika works very closely to regional workforce board leaders, right? So she talked about the fact that she um, occasionally gets calls from the public. I would say that is extremely rare, maybe a couple of a week or so, like a couple of them. Um, based off what you shared with me before. But for the most part, she's working direct in communication with regional workforce board leaders. So the CEOs and their executive team, right? And so I share that as an example of like the difference between micro work where you're working with the people that are coming into the centers to macro work where you're serving the decision makers and train giving them the education they need according to the federal policies and laws around how the work is supposed to be done. So she's really working to um, ensure that equitable service delivery is occurring in our state for the program that she works for. So Sharika, tell the people where they can find you, follow you. I'm sure there are some Zumba lovers out there listening to this podcast episode that will love to consume your content because she, she also teaches a multitude of different classes a week. Right. So tell them where they can contact you. Also, I, I know I didn't ask you this ahead of time, but can you maybe give them one tip or a piece of advice in addition to where they can find you? Um, one tip of advice I would say is take time to care for yourself. Um, if you can take an hour of time per day, at least five days a week to do something for yourself, it's very important. Um, they can find me on Facebook at Sharika White, S-H-E-R-I-K-A. White like the color is my last name. Or on Instagram, Misbehaved Angel, M-I-S-S-B-E-H-A-V-E-D-A-N-G-E-L. So follow me, you'll get some Zumba videos, pictures, colorful graphics. You'll love me if you love Zumba. Thank you, Marthia. See, that is Sharika White. Now she wants to give y'all Sharika White at the very end because she's talking about Zumba. <laughs> a little insider secret. I'm trying to get Sharika a job at Zumba Corporate. 
we're working on some other things. We got to keep those under wrap. But thank you, Sharika. Like in all seriousness, I messaged Sharika around like 2 p.m. was like, hey, I really want you to come do a podcast episode with me. I think, I know you told me you would do one with me before, but I was like, she was like, I'm available today. So now it's for something in the PM or we're recording this on a Saturday afternoon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the vision, the, the vision that has been given to me to do this work and uh, most definitely correct with, connect with Sharika on her social media platforms. And if you are listening to my podcast episode for the first time ever, connect with me, click the link down in the show notes. Visit my website, Macro and Paid, M-A-C-R-O-A-N-D-P-A-I-D.com. And that you will see there every way there is to work with me. Click on my free resource of, I have an e-course called Micro to Macro. It's the best way. It's a free way to learn about macro social work and the career opportunities that exist in it. If you're interested in learning more about my career accelerator program, Micro to Macro, there's also a link on that website that will take you to the web, to the wait list for the next cohort where you can learn more information. And then always, always, always connect with me on Instagram at the underscore MSW coach. That's where I am all the time. And I'm also on LinkedIn. So have a wonderful day. Thank you again, Sharika, for your time. I truly, truly appreciate you and happy macro career planning. Bye.